Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. That's actually like a good meaningful reason why you picked that. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, Rick, you kind of piggybacked yeah. off the Mark's guest. I mean, I'm like, you gotta share a little bit of credit. I mean, you had you stuck to your guns and you undercut them. Yeah. You know, which I respect that hard. What I do for a living is I interview bad guys in the uh, in the criminal interrogation room. I, I turn the spotlight on them and I say, where were you on March 13th? And I feel their answers coming through their pores. That's what I did this time. I was just a little tiny bit off, so we're good. Yep, man. It's episode 183 of the Simply Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human Today, on today's show, it is not a fake name, Dr. Ryan Nolan. Not to be confused with Nolan Ryan. Yeah, there we go. Nolan Ryan from Alvin, Texas. Alvin, Texas. Alvin, Texas. Yeah, the uh, baseball Hall of Famer. This is not a pimp. This is uh, a future uh, Simply Human Hall of Famer. How about that? Organization. Um <laughs> that but that's a funny joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ryan Nolan is a dental materials scientist who is among the nation's leading expert on the oral biofilm aka dental plaque. He attended the University of Illinois in Chicago um, where he majored in chemistry before attending dental school at Midwestern University. While in dental school he couldn't shake the chemistry bug and decided to figure out how to combat the ravaging effects of opportunistic biofilms due to the modern diet. We have this really yeah, cool, cool conversation and interview topics that we're going to have. Um, is that? Can you hear the echoing? Okay. Cool. Um, oh, I just turned, I just started. Okay. Okay, now, now it's gone. Okay. Um, simply human podcast listeners, I have uh, a crow to pick with our our co-host oh, Rick. Uh, 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 stop! 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 <laughs> a crow to pick. Yeah. I don't think that's a, a yeah, saying. Absolutely. I when I worked at the water keg in college, this old guy that would like work there told me to bag a bunch of ice before I left, and I didn't. And the next day I came in, he was like, I got a crow to pick with you. I feel like the more common colloquialism is, I've got a bone to pick with you, which... I'm Googling it. (laughs) Crow to pick with you. How to have a crow to... Googling this? (laughs) Yeah, like, oh my god, I should not have read that. To pick a crow... I have a crow to pick. Turns out it's a crazy sex act. Have you? <laughs> have a crow to pick, <laughs> chiefly. To have a disagreement or set dispute a settlement. Uh, or dispute to settle. Dictionary of American Regional English. Crow to pick. Thank you very much. Listen, listen. listen. Uh, just because it's on Google doesn't mean like it's an accepted... Like If you have heard this statement on someone, like from someone under the age of, uh, let's go, 90... Then uh, email us at simplyhuman. <laughs> simplyhumanlifestyle@gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Bone to or pick, crow to pick, okay. or a crow bone to pick. <laughs> so Rick texts me yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, 
Sin, do we have the urban prank call saved anywhere? First of <laughs> all, which is a ridiculous question because that was like our most that was our best I moment. I was looking for just the prank call. Well, I wanted the whole episode. Right. So then, so I send. <laughs> I, I have it. I have it saved on this kind of. It's a long story, but I've got it archived. So I and I've got the link saved in a folder in, folder, in my email, in my e- and the folder, the folder is, titled is titled "The Urban Prank urban Call." Prank. It's like the only thing in the folder. If if you are a newish listener, what episode number? One hundred and one. Okay, if you're a newish listener, that's probably the greatest thing we've ever done. Probably, I would say. Uh, and it's such a simple idea. Yeah. Go uh, go back through iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. Go to episode one hundred and one. Uh, I don't even know who we interview. Uh, I think it was Kate Galliette, actually. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great interview, but like, just hang on. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I listen to it every now and then just when I need a laugh. Like, your dolphin laugh makes the whole thing. <laughs> oh, especially at the end. And then when I can't breathe and I keep saying, he said, and I, and I keep having to bleep myself. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking right now about how mad your dad's face got. Oh. <laughs> every time the phone so- rang and he's Oh my God! Yeah. But he just tapped. Oh, he never was like that. Yeah. And that was part of the bit. I was like, I know. Yeah. So I, I know if we keep doing this, he's going to keep answering. Right. He's not going to just let it go. Well, it's about a ten-minute segment, and I put the ten, just the ten minutes, in case anybody wants to listen. So you don't have to, you know, download the show and then like fast forward to the point and all that. I've got it. So I sent that to you, and you wrote back immediately, like, no, the whole show. And I wrote, it's on iTunes, and you wrote back, no, it's not. Okay. In my defense, okay, and on iTunes, and I searched the simply, and then it popped in autofilled simply human podcast, and I, and I, and it had all of the. It said like on the very front, I, I, I guess that's what you'd call it, the front page, that it had all the episodes, but they were out of order. Huh. And so I was like, oh, they're maybe it's in order of how they're uh, downloaded. I'm not sure. And I scrolled through and I couldn't find it. And I was like, and I thought I remembered something about like you're, you're going to confuse me with your internet talk here. But like our host is Libsyn, and I thought right. there was something about Libsyn that you mentioned at one point that I was like, okay, Mark. And I was like rolling my eyes because I don't care about computer stuff. Um, but uh, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, maybe we lost the old episode from iTunes. Maybe Mark has it somewhere else. I was. I was a very, very old man. Yeah, trying to find this. <laughs> well, so I, so you write back. Uh, uh, no, it's no, not. It's, and so I go to like, iTunes and like screenshot one hundred and one Kate Galliott interview and the Urban Prank Call, and I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> and then your response was the kicker. You wrote back, "What app is that?" Because <laughs> okay, because I have uh, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, Ancient Caveman. I have an iPhone 6. I've had it for four years. Uh, it still works reasonably well. My goal is to keep it as long as I can until it like just doesn't work anymore. And so uh, it looked really weird uh, because I have an ancient... Uh, okay, so it's not that you don't know what the... Po- so I was thinking you have n- you never had the podcast app. So read, the, uh, read what I wrote back. Like the Reuters quote. Like breaking news... Let me open it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know what we're talking about tomorrow on Crosstalk. The fact that... Hang on. It's like something about... <laughs> Your quote 
uh, your fake quote from Reuters news. Podcast host has five-year-old podcast and has never had the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was so confused. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, but you've got it. And did you, I mean, was there a friend that you were trying to get it to or something? Like what? Oh, and then and then you were, and then I wrote, like you, you said, is it somewhere that you, out of iTunes? And then I sent you like the, the simplyhuman52.libson.com, which is like the website that hosts... All of the da- all the files and everything, which you probably had no idea existed. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's like a garbage man not knowing where the landfill is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where I dump this gigantic <laughs> truck? Uh, truck? I really don't. Uh... <laughs> My first day. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, well, let's call uh, Dr. Uh, Ryan Nolan. It's going to be really hard for me to not call him Nolan Ryan. Um, maybe he'll let us call him Nolan Ryan. So I'm going to I'm gonna end this call and then create the uh, group call and call him. I feel like our regular listeners get to this point and they're like, oh, what's going to happen we, this week? Here we go again. Hold on. Maybe I, I wish there was a way that I could just add to call. Add to group. Oh, hold on. Maybe I can. It's like she laughs so hard every week. Done. <gasps> Creating your shiny new conversation. <laughs> I d- every time. Literally still. Dr. Ryan Nolan. Hey, how are you guys? Every time like we get to like, all right, time to add our guests. Every week. I'm like, how do I do this again? And then it, it like derails into this ridiculousness. But uh, Ryan, uh, we have Rick, my co-host, on the call. Ryan, Rick, Rick, Ryan. How are you uh, doing, Dr. Nolan, thank you very, very much for for uh, joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Anytime, man. Anytime. It was it was a pretty sore subject at the time. Time has passed, Rick. But I did the interview for uh, Dr. Nolan's show. Yeah. Stopped the interview and took Rudy to the vet. Yeah. It was that day. Oh, oh, oh. Like it's. Oh. It's a bad day. It was it was a tough it was a tough one. But I appreciate doing the interview. Because it kind of kept my mind off of it a little bit for that last hour. So, anyway. Okay, bring it on down now. All right. Dr. Reynolds, we we do a thing uh, on the show. I don't even know how we got started doing this, but Mark and I will try to... um, We we try to guess your birthday. But (laughs) you can't say, like, ooh, that was close. You just have to really just say yes or no. And okay. for the record, I am the only one who's done this. Whatever. Correct. I got close. I, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I get pretty close to last show. So, uh, Mark, I will defer to you. But, uh, I am better at this than you are, no, obviously, um, by the numbers. You, uh, you cheated me last week. <laughs> because because you used a clue from the guest and, and got closer than me. So, I defer to you, sir. Okay, I will go first. Um, <clears throat> let's see. September 21st. No. Okay. Oh, a Virgo, huh? You think he's Virgo. I don't think he's Virgo. I, how do you know that? I think <laughs> I think he's Capricorn. I'm going to say December 29th. Nope. Ah, what is it? No, 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 no. We, we each get one more guess. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. March. March 31st. Aries. 
He's not an Aries. Well, he might be. No. <laughs> I'm st- I'm going Aquarius. I'm going February fifth. Nope. Ah, nope. What is it? I was hoping you guys were gonna pick the middle of the year. My birthday's June second, so if you uh, had anything close to the middle, you would have been. Better. Well, you're not. Uh, that's not Cancer. That is Gemini. Gem- yep. Yep. Gemini. Uh, seriously, do you have a chart in front of you, Miss Cleo? I do. How do you know? Uh, I have something. It's called Google. Tarot cards. Yeah. <laughs> I have it. I have them all tattooed on the inside of my bicep. <laughs> and I don't even know what they are. I I mean, I know I'm a Gemini, but like I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know I'm a Cancer, and that's all I know. I just I pulled it up, Rick. It's just it's Google. <laughs> so Rick is using my detective tools because that's my day job. I'm a police Detective, criminal oh, right investigator, and I'm going to start uh, finding out the answers to this birth <laughs> question before we do the show, just to destroy you, just to scoreboard you. <laughs> you would. All right. Well, um, really excited. We already, I think I already said this. We already introduced you, but let's so let's talk. Um, our listeners don't know you, um, and that okay. your podcast is the Bio Film Factor with host Ryan Nolan, dental material scientist. It has a very cool uh, logo. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, tell us about yourself. How did you get to where you are now? Sure. So let's see here. Um, you know, I've been a dentist since 2014, so this fourth year of being a dentist. Um, I really, really enjoy general dentistry and I've always had the background in chemistry and, you know, research, right? And I really wanted to do something with it. And it just so happens um, I got an opportunity to be a part of this, basically to co-found a company that works on dental materials. Um, the, the value it kind of brought to the equation is um, because I have a background in nanotechnology, I was able to bring a lot of um, different things to the table um, you know, and really help my colleagues kind of take this thing to the next level. So basically, we started this uh, dental materials company, and I am basically the chief scientist. I do a lot of the research and coordinate a lot of the studies and things like that. But um, I kind of got really, really interested in this idea of how do we make better oral care products, you know? And so um, uh, my story is really about making other people's stories better in a way. I, I want to try and do things to improve the situation that we have. Uh, and so essentially, without being too long, I started this uh, podcast because I kind of wanted to you know, interview different people about health and how they can improve their health, but all how you know, kind of with our, our vision. Well, you, sorry, you were kind of cutting out there a little bit. I, I don't know what the Rick. Are you hearing? Are you hearing that cutting out? Or does no, it sound good to you? Deal. It sounds good to you on your end. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. It must be something going on with me. Um, so let's let's talk about um plaque. I like just right off the top. This this isn't what like we're in your like talking points, but I'm just curious about this. Is it there like? Sure, sure. Isn't there some like a uh, link? 
between like if you don't like flossing in the plaque and heart disease and stuff is that a thing yeah uh, so um plaque uh we refer to it as a biofilm in our industry but basically what plaque is is it's a network of different bacteria just kind of like tetris they stack on top of each other right? now you're talking and, and over time um that tetris ball uh it kind of can go one of two ways it either um remains a group of kind of healthy bacteria that are good for us um but there's also going to be the situation where you know you get some bad players and they they shift uh conditions to be more favorable to them and here here's where the problem comes in when you start getting a lot of the bad players and they start getting out of control some of those bad players can use your own body against you. Um, they can travel to different organs. They can deposit in arteries. In fact, we're seeing a direct causal link between um, uh, basically plaque deposits in the heart, like so, in, sorry, I should say in the aorta, and dental plaque. So some of these bacteria can actually travel to distant sites in your body and cause um, disease. Um, you know, everything from uh, heart disease to uh, neurodegenerative disorders to joint problems, um, you name it. There's a lot of different connections that in the last five years they're, they're starting to, to see the direct cause effect of, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if your mouth's out of balance, it can cause a whole lot of damage in other places. Well, that, that also, like from a dietary perspective and like an in, inside your body perspective, that makes a lot of sense. Almost like from a, from a musculoskeletal perspective, it's like your feet. Right, like right. that's like kind of like the beginning of the of the chain is your feet. Well, the beginning of the chain from the digestive and uh, you know kind of assimilating uh, uh, you know nutrients, it's your mouth. And so we had a guest on once, former Olympian bragging montage, um, who um, she was also she's like a dental hygienist now, and her little thing that she tells her, her patients or or whatever is not flossing like at night or like after you eat is like is the same as like not wiping after you poop is that accurate pretty much yeah oh. if you don't um if you only brush you miss about 40 percent of the surfaces so you might as well have only done you know two-thirds of a job right yeah you don't you don't build two-thirds of a fence and say it's done and it's going to keep everyone out so right. i mean i think that's that's probably an accurate statement yep so what about the little the little um, pick floss things that just has the little tiny floss? Are those okay? I've I've heard those yeah. are not okay. Dude, anything to get you flossing right. is a success. The only thing I would mention is that if you have a site in your mouth that has because some of these sometimes these bad bacteria they're isolated to one region of your mouth, huh. right? And so if you use the same piece of floss on one part and then you use it on a different part, you're you're spreading. You know, huh. you're spreading some of the bad bacteria to different sites. However, 99% of the time, it's better to be just doing it than not right. doing sure. it at all. Sure. You know? so, so keep that in mind. I mean, yeah, I mean, is it perfect? No, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty good. Well, what and, I use, I'm a kind of yeah. a... Oh, sorry. Mark, Go ahead. Mark, please allow me here. I have a follow-up. Uh, someone who... <clears throat> Never is, flosses... Four months late on my uh, six-month cleaning. Uh, also, I also haven't flossed in a couple of months. How much? How uh, I should say? Uh, <laughs> how long do I need to floss 
before I go to the dentist back and I'm not embarrassed about like. And they know that you're so inflamed. Yeah. They'll know. They'll be like, oh my gosh. He's, he's bleeding. bleeding. Lost yeah. it all. Like, how long do I need to do this before I. Usually it's about two weeks before you start seeing that you're not bleeding anymore. <laughs> but you know, you bring up an interesting point here, right? There's people that we have that will come in and they haven't been at the dentist for five years. They don't floss. They don't do a terribly good job at brushing. And they don't, we don't see some of these disease processes. But the interesting link that we've been missing is if you actually look at people, right? Even though we like to make general assessments about people, everyone's situation is custom. So what we do is we look at your individual biotypes. We look at specific panels that are unique to you and use that information and say okay you're at risk for this because your threshold value is exceeding in this area and so we're actually trying to look at, at um, you know functional dentistry uh, from the scope of okay let's look at this person as an individual and not make all these assumptions before you know having them in the chair right? right but yeah no no you bring up a good point I would probably say two weeks of flossing and you're probably in the clear and probably look okay <laughs> Dr. Ryan Nolan and I like saying your full name because it's backwards <laughs> Nolan Ryan can can I share with uh, you and our listeners my flossing uh, strategy absolutely go for okay. it man. I do not like the waxy floss that feels like <laughs> that feels like uh, nothing I have this kind of, it's almost like rope that I get. Uh, it's not rope, but it's like thick. And it's like, right. I feel like it's really doing something. So this is my this is my strategy. Every day I, when I'm like doing my, getting my stuff, doing my stuff after I get out of the shower in the morning, I look down at my, look down at my I look at the date. Look at the date. If it is an, even, it is an number, even number, I floss the top teeth. If it is an odd number, I floss the bottom teeth. That is like my check mark. But here's what happens most of the time. This is like a mini habits uh, uh, little lesson. If I if I go ahead and like okay, all I have to do is brush is floss the top. It takes two seconds or you know twenty seconds, and I'm done and I've checked my mark. But you know what? I, what what do I normally do if I've already flossed the top? I go ahead and I floss the bottom. So that's kind of like my little trick that I play against myself because it's like, oh, I don't have time to floss all my teeth, right? But it's like, oh, I only have to do half the teeth that I can at least do half. And if some, some morning I'm in like some crazy hurry, some maybe I just do the – but especially like after like – especially like if you eat steak or something and like it's like the morning. It's like, man, I should have flossed last night. Good God. I have a whole meal coming out. It's like flicking out on the – it's like there's that Dumb and Dumber when he's like – but it's like that whole stuff is just like flicking on the window ugh, or the mirror. Gross. But that is my strategy. And I feel like, and I go to the dentist every six months, and I always feel very proud when I walk in there and my, I'm not bleeding all over the place. <laughs> no, that's great, man. I love it. I I think uh, anything that gets you motivated to floss is a good thing. Uh, I like the idea of tricking yourself into doing a little bit more because once you have it out, you might you're right. probably going to do it. So I mean, even if even if you only do flossing three times a week, you're still probably not going to develop problems than if you just did nothing. So the point is, is even if you don't do it every day and you're not you know a zealot like myself. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to have problems if you do it a couple times a week. Do you and floss so, oh, twice a day? Probably twice a day, but most of the time once a day. Yeah, in the morning or at night? 
Uh, honestly, probably more at night. Um, but it really just depends. Like, if in the morning I feel like I have something stuck in between my teeth, I, I do. But you don't you don't have to do it twice a day. I mean, once a day is perfect, man. It makes a lot of sense now that I'm thinking about it to do it at night, so that yes. you're not like sleeping with yeah, with all that junk, junk on your teeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. you Rick, you you've slept the last like uh, 100, 180 nights with stuff in your teeth. One more flossing related question. Okay. Before or after you brush, is there a consensus? Doesn't matter. And there is no consensus. Um, basically, all that matters is is that you remove the biofilm, uh, and floss is one way to do that. And obviously, there isn't really a way to get everything out in between your teeth unless you're flossing. But um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's an age-old question everyone asks. I go when people ask me that. I go if you're concerned enough to ask that question, then you're probably flossing. Right. So that's okay. Okay. I have a hot sports opinion about the order, Rick. <laughs> it is uh, I always floss first because you get all the gunk out and then you brush it like brushing yep. and then flossing to me like sometimes that stuff stanks and so it's like I just brushed and now I've got stank nasty in between my teeth stuff floating around my mouth that's my that's how I, that's what I do I I do the same thing but I don't care as long as someone does it so right. that's 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 the order of benefit. Like you someone like someone does it for you? Is that what you're saying? Like no, <laughs> <laughs> you just have like yeah, like um, your no, your roommate. I, I think I th- I think here's the thing. Like in theory, maybe a little bit of your toothpaste gets in between where you you know just floss. But I don't know. I don't really know if that provides much benefit. I think as long as you do it in p- period, right. then you're you're better off. Let's put it that way. Man, this is turning into the just like the toothbrush podcast. What what are your <laughs> what are your thoughts on this this whole charcoal? Rick probably hasn't. Rick isn't into tooth health as I am because I used to make my own toothpaste with like. Oh, oh whoa! Yeah, oh, you're listen. clearly not, <laughs> Mister No Floss. Solid point. I haven't flossed for six months. <laughs> so like, I used to make my own uh, toothpaste with like uh, oh like magnesium, baking soda, coconut oil, like all that. I don't do that as much now. I have this like very natural. Uh, nerdy toothpaste. Nerdy but, toothpaste. I but, laugh so hard at the I made my own toothpaste. Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> then, but what? <laughs> what are your thoughts on this this whole charcoal toothpaste craze? Have you seen this? Oh, I know. I get about okay. So I get about five to ten messages a week. Dental colleague saying, Brian. Please, for the love of God, tell these people that they are idiots. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, they literally, I can't tell you how many requests that I get to talk about charcoal. Because I sit in a position a little bit of influence because, um, you know, I, I am a material scientist. Right. I study materials, right? Right. I don't like charcoal. Okay. But I'll tell you. Why? I'll give you logical reasons why. I won't get all emotional about it like some people. <laughs> You're gonna start crying talking about why you uh, hate charcoal. <laughs> but you know, some people are like, you know, they get in all this emotion, and it's like, okay, listen, here's my problems with it, right? It's very highly abrasive. Okay, so the particles, um, these charcoal particles, are on a scale of um, abrasivity about 150 or greater, typically. 
and basically like but what like compare that with something else like what's the reference point like is that like off the charts like okay let's put it this way your average toothpaste is going to probably be 70 or below okay so it's typically double or perhaps triple or more abrasive than a typical toothpaste um okay so that's one point right the other point is charcoal is technically a carcinogen uh, whether or not someone agrees with me or not on this, um, your mucous membranes are very sensitive. And charcoal itself is, I should say, carbon. Um, I mean, look, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. Like, if you're barbecuing meat, we still eat all the charred ends, but you're not supposed to. Right. Right. Because technically, your body can't really process that, and it can turn into you know, carcinogens. So how did this, like, get through the dentist's, like, screenings? Like, who, um, who's making this stuff? You know, a lot of the people who started these, um, you know, brands or whatever, they're not dentists um, for the most part. They're coal miners um, fact, looking for, like, ways to get rid of their charcoal. <laughs> but listen, but listen, okay. So then, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, well, my charcoal's activated, and this is a big difference, and this and this and this. Okay, so here's the other problem. A lot of the times, depending on where the stuff is sourced from, you have no idea what kind of contamination it has. Right. It could literally be contaminated with heavy metals. I mean, I've actually tested a couple of these. Lead contamination. Cadmium contamination. So, I mean, listen, if, if, if what I've already told you hasn't been big enough, enough concern for you, um, you know, unless it's a really trustworthy brand, I, I wouldn't be going out and buying it. Um, the other thing too is we're starting to see that some of these particles can actually get trapped, um, you know, in the gums or cause gum irritation. So there's a lot of stuff coming out right now that is so anti-charcoal, and that's why I'm getting a lot of, um, you know, dentists, hygienists, and stuff saying, Ryan, please be the advocate for anti-charcoal. Um, I don't know if I want to fall on that cross, yeah. but I don't really see the benefits. Um, you know, it doesn't detoxify your teeth. Yeah, but you know what? All that stuff you said about cancer and like all that—if it can make my teeth whiter, that's, that's worth it to me. <laughs> I don't care about all that stuff. <laughs> hey, man, there's better ways to make your teeth whiter. Yeah. But listen, if you want, if you want cancer sticks, you go ahead and have them, man. That's you're like, all you. You're just like grinding up cigarettes and like putting them in the toothpaste <laughs> and like brushing your teeth with ground up cigarettes. <laughs> Grinding tobacco on your teeth. I love it, man. Hey, let me know when that takes off for you. We'll we'll market it. What if that happens to be the greatest thing, the greatest innovation in dental history is rubbing a shredded tobacco on your teeth? Like, hey, turns out it's the best thing you can do for you. And we've got Ryan Nolan as our spokesperson. Like, one out of one dentist agree. (laughs) (laughs) One out of a million dentists recommend. We're all going to jail. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. So let's quickly, twic- quickly talk about you know all this stuff. And you, you know, we talk about like plaque and get in your system and all that. But but what? Like, how is your diet like uh, play a role in all this? Is it important? I mean, oh, I'm gonna eat a bunch of candy. Well, then I'll, as long as I brush my teeth, it's fine. Like what? A lot of inflammatory what? foods. It's fine. I brush my teeth. Fine. Brush my teeth. So it's it's really important to have a diet that is not focused around the easy things, right? So typically I look at it from a convenience standpoint. If something is super convenient and easy to eat, 
it probably isn't the right thing for you yes. most of the time, right? And I think we talked about this a little bit when you came on my show, but um, essentially uh, a lot of the things that you know are on the shelves that are high in sugar, um, low in fat, um, are high in calorie but not high in nutritional content are the things that are really going to get you in trouble. And you know to relate it back to your overall health, right? Think about it from this perspective. You know, we talked about these bacteria in your mouth. Huh? Do you really think they're not going downstream to your gut? You swallow every four seconds. I just, yeah. I just can't imagine a world where some of these uh, bugs don't get into your gut. Study that was done um, that basically focused on uh, oral bacteria that gets in the gut, and they're actually kind of kind of finding, finding uh, results that these bacteria, because they crave sugar, can actually make you crave sugar as a result. Right. So, you know, believe it or not, your diet can actually have roundhouse effects for decades if you let it get out of control. Yeah. And so it's a big problem, man. I mean, you know, even if you brush your teeth and you're really good with oral hygiene, you can still get decay. Right. Um, you can still have periodontal disease. It's it's a matter of threshold. And I would say diet's probably number two, maybe number one on the list for why people get decay. What about or like have disease before toothbrushes, before toothpaste? Like, how did people like keep their you know like keep their teeth clean and stuff? Was it like their diet was very? High? I've heard that if you eat like a lot of fruits and vegetables, like that can like sort of naturally clean your teeth. Is there any what what's the deal with that? Yeah, there's some there's some credence to that. So there's um so if you go if are we circling back twelve thousand years ago before the you know major kind of movement towards wheat and yes great well stuff. Rick okay. Rick is a young Earth person he believes the Earth is only four thousand years old but but we can just disregard. <laughs> hey man, there's thousand years, Mark. God, there's carbon dating out there. I mean, look, hey, if we're going back to carbon real quick. Yeah. Uh, make sure to carbon date everything that you have because you never know what you're going to get. You never know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, fake news. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> yeah, hash, that is fake news. I'm sorry. Um, so listen, so we as humans, before the evolution to eating grain, used to eat a lot of protein. Uh, we used to eat a lot of vegetables, and we used to eat a lot of tubers. So that's roots. Okay, so a lot of these tuber-like substances actually do have a high natural amount of xylitol in them. <gasps> I, I put xylitol. that in my toothpaste that I make. Xylitol, Rick. <laughs> so xylitol is very interesting, very well studied, and it prevents dental decay. Huh. Um, but the, the bigger uh, aspect of this that's kind of interesting is that a lot of these things we used to consume they have protective factors in them that prevent bacteria from getting a hold of all the carbohydrates at once, which really slows down the process. And so you don't really see in, in ancient civilizations anywhere near the same level of disease. In fact, we, we carries, carries so, so dental decay was a rich man's disease. Because the only people who could afford to have anything with sugar or, you know, you know carbohydrates or whatever... Um, we're basically, you know, the one guy out of a million, right? right. So, um, you know, when you're eating the right things, when your diet does not consist of things that bacteria in your mouth 
can turn into acid or you know other byproducts you're just not going to see the disease right and so if you actually look at the historical counts um, this is relatively modern it's not really that it never existed it just didn't exist at the same rate right does that yeah sense so is weston a price like your hero or I think Weston A. Price had a lot of good ideas. Um, I don't know if he did the best job at, um, again, you know, look, he did this a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know if he did the best job at documenting everything correctly without bias. Right. However, even to this day, there are tribes, populations, things around the places around the world where there is no such thing as modern healthcare. But because of their diet being so clean, their population just doesn't have anywhere near the incidence or prevalence of disease that we have over here in yeah. the United States or, or elsewhere. So, I mean, his concepts are functionally correct, right. um, you know, but it's just a matter of do you review that as peer-reviewed literature? Right, or I, seeing I what you know, want to see. Yeah, but, yeah, but the concepts are correct. Yeah. So I would agree with that for yeah. sure. Cool. Well, hold on here. I think, golly, we, how are we already out of time? Um, so I want everybody to check out uh, his podcast, the Biofilm Factor with uh, the Biofilm Factor with host Ryan Nolan, dental material scientist. Um, do you want me to give your Instagram? Is just yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah. Ryan Nolan DMD. So right, just like it's it sounds, just like Nolan Ryan the pitcher, except backwards. Ryan Nolan <laughs> DMD on Instagram. Are there any other any websites or any other places that you uh, want people um, to find you? So right now we're setting up our website for our product, which is going to be elementasilver.com. Um, but outside of that, um, you know, obviously, if you follow me on Instagram. Uh, what I like to do is I like to bring out, um, you know, I like to educate people on dental products, how they can take care of their teeth. Um, and honestly, you know, we're just, we're we're a company that, you know, really just cares about people. And uh, we really want to, you know, bring some change to the world. So keep an eye out for us. And, uh, you know, like, like I said, if you're interested in more dental stuff, definitely follow us on our podcast. Cool. Very cool. And, yeah, we didn't even get to the silver. I wanted to talk about <laughs> the silver stuff. Like I have silver in my tooth toothbrush and i was all excited to talk to you about that but well we need to have you back on uh because cool, we just we spent a lot of time talking about flossing so um and everyone's no, like yeah you. duh but um cool well uh this has been awesome ryan really appreciate your time and uh and, and appreciate you having me on your show uh, a couple months ago and yeah anytime like you, you want to have me back on i'm game and let's have you back on sometime in the fall and we'll make it happen okay thanks guys awesome. really really appreciate you having me on thanks man we'll talk to you soon all right, take care. Um, cool. So hopefully that will motivate you to floss. That's the tip of the week. Start flossing, people. Come on, you're going to die of disease. <laughs> My only motivation, let's, I'm serious. My only motivation to floss is to avoid embarrassment at the dentist office. So, <laughs> so you don't bleed. Like a Saw movie, like I'm just blood squirting out everywhere. Yeah. Like, Oh, so how often do you floss? Oh, uh, twice a day. Twice a day. What's happening? I must be uh, abnormally inflamed. I always think like they. It's like <laughs> like when they're when they're doing the little pick thing and they're bleeding and they wipe it on your. They had that little thing they put on your chest and oh, they yeah. and they wipe it and I'm always like before I was a regular flosser I would always just like think man that thing has got to be because I could taste it the blood like oh. this it's got to look like just. A civil war <laughs> hospital or something on my chest. 
<laughs> like I'm thinking about Dances with Wolves when he gets his <laughs> he's about to get his legs sawn off. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like what I look like at the dentist. <laughs> oh, that is such a good movie. Such a good movie. Dances with Wolves, not Dancing with Wolves. I have seen that movie. Uh, God, Tatonka. Fifty go, times. I, I'm dead serious. Probably fifty times. I ain't gonna worry. You go. <laughs> that 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 line always like her voice bothered me. <laughs> well, she's trying to speak English. Yeah. Like, I you My go. favorite line from the whole movie is when he's riding out to the outpost with the guy who is, uh, the crazy Elton, guy. The, yeah, Elton from uh, Murphy Brown. <laughs> yeah. They're sitting by the fire, and he goes, "Who? Who's it? Who, who was that? <laughs> Put that in your book." And <laughs> Me and Rob still talk about that. <laughs> Man, and then like that guy got scalped like twelve hours later. <laughs> I ever met uh, either of those guys, either Kevin Costner or <laughs> that's what you would say. Other guy, I'd be like, "Hey, put that in your book. That changed my life." Oh man, that's funny. All right, well. I think we've done it. I think we've done episode 183. And let's see. Next week is Dr. Friedman. Okay. That's all I've got. By and the it, way, turn of my laptop. So the turn, the return yes. of good audio. Right. Me. Yes. It. And you know, it, I will say this. If you heard like echoing, because you weren't, you didn't say you heard it, but I'm hearing it on my end. I'm thinking maybe it recorded that way. That very, very briefly, like just briefly, then. Like, there's like echo. There's like echo. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it is still coming through. Then we got Brandon Lundberg coming up, and I think that's all we have. Oh, Dr. Todd Sinet on September 24th. And are we, do we have anything? I don't think we have anything in October. We need to start scheduling in October. And that's the deal. It's like, I, I've been just like letting people contact us. And as soon as that stops, I'm going to be like, well, <laughs> don't worry, guess. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Rick. I hope you have a great night and a great week, and we'll talk soon. That's going to do it for this edition of the Sympathy Women Podcast. And remember, sometimes that stuff stinks. So until next time, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.